My dear um, genetically inferior scourge. I have the bioweapon. It's been two weeks since we've um, convened. I think the first week off was my fault. It was due to your mental weakness. Mental weakness. Was I hungover? I think I was. Yes. Yes, <laughs> yes I was. Yes, you were. <laughs> oh, I just competed in that 16-man tournament at um, Costa's and... Um, Young Timothy Bates took my arm home with him and I was drowning my sorrows. <laughs> and we were going to do, we were meant to do last Saturday and then you hung over. Yeah. And I was like, you were like, we'll do Sunday. And then I was um, attacked. Struck down. I was attacked by a lab leak bioweapon for the first time. Now let me tell you. Believe the hype. <laughs> <laughs> the old Wuhan whistler. Oh, dude. Thought Not. we were past this, eh? Yeah, same. I went to Coldplay with my sister. So it's karma is and, what you're um, saying. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> apparently. The irony is that Coldplay didn't fix me. <laughs> Shouts to Coldplay, though. It was a very good concert. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. I had a great time. But I was, yeah, feeling great. And then I just woke up Sunday... And um, I felt like I'd touch off. Like I didn't, hadn't drunk or anything. Pretty wholesome weekend. And then I was just like, boom. Absolutely took me out. The fever is insane. Like I know most people have had this already. So it is what it is. But I was pretty happy that I hadn't had it yet. Yeah. We, like, we did hold ourselves in quite high esteem. I still do. Yeah. Well, that whole thing of like... Maybe I've already had it. It's like, I have not had it. Yeah, definitely have <laughs> I have not. not had it. Like this, yeah. I was just saying to you off camera before, like the fatigue now, like it's, I'm out of it. I'm out of the actual COVID symptom shit, which sucked. It was just fevers and it's pretty unrelenting, man. Um, and then, yeah, now the fatigue is gnarly. How did you manage your... Um your vaporizing addiction uh, during this process. I didn't have a cold. Could, well, I didn't have a cough. Yeah, but I was, I was just thinking, fuck, if you've got a banging headache, you've got a fever and shit, the last thing you want to do is be fucking hoofing down nicotine. No drama. <laughs> no I drama. I that one pretty well. <laughs> Interesting, okay. Like I definitely did. Like my intake was lower. <laughs> um, yeah, I had to not smoke weed because it's like smoking, smoking sucks. Um, but yeah, dude, it was just like, I just slept pretty much on and off constantly all week. Mm. Like I would wake up for like three hours and then I'd sleep for like six hours. I'd do bits of work here and there. On Wednesday, I thought it was fine. Walked into the office. Like my issue was that I was just like, I'm on a, like, I'm on a plan at the moment. And I'm like, I've been like working hard with fitness stuff and like just general life stuff. And I was like, well, you know, I'm fine for 36, 48 hours. I'm, I can take off. But then I was like, so I was, you know, I went out for a fucking 6K walk on Tuesday night because I was feeling okay. And I was like, yep, yeah, this is good. I'll just kind of sweat it out, which is my general thing. And then, um, yeah, woke up Wednesday. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'll be fine. I walked into the office. It was like fucking 40 degrees. <laughs> yeah. Walked into the office and then immediately when I got here, I was like, oh no, this isn't over. And then the fever just hit again and I just did the whole thing again. Fucking brutal. Shit house. 
Yeah. But I can feel the nanobots, eh? Yeah, I laughed when you sent me that message because I, I don't know what I've had, but I've had a sickness before where you can fully, like you said, you felt it in your bloodstream. I was yeah. like, yeah, I, feel, I fucking feel that. <laughs> this fear felt engineered. Yeah. It didn't feel organic. Foreign. Even. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Maybe not even foreign. Felt a little more American than Chinese. <laughs> Yeah, not as flavoursome as, well as, I, as I would have expected from the Chinese. Right, so yeah. lacking Def- MSG. Yeah, definitely a little fattier, a little <laughs> sugarier. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, what are you going to do? The fucking um, the show must go on. Yeah. I just hope this fatigue doesn't last very long mm. because it's bullshit. Like I can't – I went down to the beach yesterday morning um, – just got a coffee and just sat on the beach and like walking back up from the beach, I was like, I gotta go to sleep. It's fucking bullshit. It's I'm so much. mad. I'm so mad at this whole thing. Uh, I fully understand. And I am still untouched by the great plague of 2020. I heard it was going around again, but I mean, you hear Hard. bullshit like that all the time. Yeah. Two guys um, in my office got it just before you did. You were meant to have a guest today. Yeah, you got he's it. got it. Fucking yeah, it's been it's been going around for sure. But um, yeah, I managed to still get my life done. Still get all the bits done. That's good. What else has been happening in your uh, fucking existence? Well, not much. I'm just not. I'm not used to being sick. So I was like, dude, I just was watching like watching TV shows and playing PlayStation and sort of lying around and groaning. My cat's pretty stoked. I spent a whole week with him. He's over the moon. <laughs> so that's one positive that's come out of it. But yeah, what's been going on in the normal world? In the normal world, man, not too much, to be honest. Just, uh, you know, corporate life, wrapping up the year. Got the Christmas party season about to land upon us. I've been, I've been delving back into the world of X, formerly known as Twitter, that's a um, it's a fairly grim place, eh? Yeah, I start my day with it every yeah. day. <laughs> Get off on the right foot. Yeah, it's um, you know what? It's a shit show, but it's better than it was. And I know that most people think it's the other way around. No, look, uh, I I think that it's great, and for a couple of reasons. I think Elon's done a good job with it. Now you can scroll and you'll see something, and if you notice, like the little fact checker underneath it now. Yeah, yeah, community notes. It's yeah, pretty good. yeah. So, but uh, as well, I do find that the community notes things is just someone just being like, actually, <laughs> yeah. maybe one of those things where it's like people that write community notes on Twitter are the same people that write fucking educate yourself on Perth now comments. True and- that. True that. Um, but, I mean, on the whole, I think it's a positive. In fact, I saw a shark video that I'd seen ages ago where, like, a dude was fishing and he must have been trying to get the hook out of this shark's mouth. And you don't see that part. You just see this shark, like, up to his fucking elbow. <laughs> yeah, chomping on him. He's like, it's on the jetty. Yeah. yeah. Fake. The, oh, the really? shark was dead. He just staged it to make it look like that. There's so much staging, man. Yeah. I'm a cynic. Yeah. Like I am my father's son and my dad is a Mancunian cynic and uh, I can't help but be cynical about everything. So I watch like, you know how I like lots of cat videos and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it occurred to me, it just ruined it for me about six months ago when it occurred to me that like people are drugging their animals and then I started reading up about it 
It's like you see cats doing really funny things where mm. they just like fall asleep standing up and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you people are fully drugging your animals and making them. Jesus, I didn't even think about that. Eh? So much of it. Like if you see animals just acting like Weird. completely strange. Yeah. And the other one is like people making their kids do weird things. You know, you need to think about like why is there a camera filming this Mm. at this exact time Mm. where they come in and they go, oh, what's all this noise? It's like, are you just walking around with a camera filming? And then it's like one kid's like painted another kid. (laughs) Stop staging your children. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. You seen the one where they cracked the egg on the kid's head? Yes. And they're like, yes, this is like, what are you? A shit parent? <laughs> Bro, I sent that to both of my sisters and made them both do it. <laughs> Just instantly tears, eh? These kids are going to have major trust issues, man. <laughs> it was so I funny. I got trust issues and my mum was pretty good to me. It was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell them that you... They, but you I tell them both that you think that they're both cunts now. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm just in a <laughs> shitty mood because I got a fucking virus. Um. <laughs> it was so funny. Just immediately, just bawling. <laughs> so I couldn't believe it. Well, the kids it. were just crying. Yeah, yeah instantly. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. No, like, you don't love me? Yeah. Just seeing my fucking sisters cackle like a pair of witches. Quite <laughs> fucking, quite humorous. <laughs> but, um, man, Twitter is, uh, I don't follow anyone on there. So it's just a blank account. So it just feeds me, I suppose, based off the limited searches that I've done in it. And it's all just like war videos, pretty much. Um, Quite grim, a lot of them. And then I noticed as well, Instagram, all I get fed now is boobs and murders. Mm -hmm. My Instagram is murders. Instagram's hit the ocean floor. Yeah. Like in the last... Six months. Seemingly it's, happened overnight. Yeah, it's gone, man. Like it's ninety percent advertising. Like yes. it's it's yes. basically hit Facebook level, which mm-hmm. makes sense because Facebook own it. Um, it's an app. It's it's done, and I'm kind of okay with that. There's nothing that is going to replace it because it feels like TikTok is just kind of there already. Mm. Like it, you know, it's just. I think it's the, the lowest so the lowest common denominator, which I have no interest in watching. Is just like fucking morons talking to cameras. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's not it, it it doesn't it doesn't really align with anything. Mm. But the same thing with YouTube, dude. Like my YouTube algorithm is is horrible. Like it just occurred to me, and it's it's it fucks with me doing this now, like doing the podcast because it's like. My YouTube and my general intake of stuff is more akin to a tabloid magazine in a at a newsstand than it is to anything remotely entertaining or educational. Mm. Like I've got like NBA referee who bet on his own games. It's football, Premier League, um, Premier League like content is horrible all the ex-players have all got their own youtube channels yeah and all they do is just they need something to talk about so they just make up drama so like this said one is like the top six of bullies <laughs> and it's two ex like it's like uh gary neville and jamie Carragher who both yeah. you know, play for united and liverpool and all the players that i used to respect and like i hate they're just total cocks 
they literally just sit there and just bitch. Yeah, bitch about the yeah, Premier yeah. League. It's like, you know, bitch about something normal like life in Perth. <laughs> um, but yeah, everything is just like ex-cartel hitman. Yeah, I get a few of those, but I did I didn't come across can't remember the channel, but they do interviews like that with like dudes who've been in jail or dudes who have stabbed and it's killed someone. No, it's not that one. It's 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 kind of in that format. Yep. Um kind of similar. And they were talking to a guy who had uh been lost at sea with his family um as a child. And they were out there for 70-something days, I think, like three months, nearly three months. With a tiger and they were Indian. <laughs> he, um, he, it was a pretty crazy story. Like they were, they were thinking they were going to die and then he realised that he could like catch turtles and drink turtle blood to get some sort of water out. And he reckons he like opened up the shell and the, all the eggs are in there and they just look like a bunch of grapes and he was just eating fucking raw turtle like eggs. Just turtles just oh, yeah. <laughs> eating my children. It was a pretty crazy story. They end up getting rescued. Um, but it was, uh, yeah, you do come across some some gems. Yeah, I read these just stories of like human suffering and stuff are kind of getting to me. Mm. I think as well because I watched five seasons of Southland when I was sick. <laughs> you ever watched that show? No, I didn't. It's one of the best. It's one of the best shows. It's kind of like a little bit fly under the radar, but people talk about The Wire and... Mm. I know that's the cool one to think is great. And it is good, but Southland for me, it's just like a, sh- a cop show yeah. about LA. It's fucking very good. It's got the dude. It's got Ryan from the OC in it. And uh, it's just pure misery start to end. Oh, good. Drug addicts and murders and rapes. Yeah. And um, I was just was watching it back to back while I was just trying to survive the onslaught. <laughs> so my general I need some happiness <laughs> Well you're not going to find it out there Because the world in general is pretty grim at the moment Yeah Ukraine people are fucking still dying horribly Oh no one cares about that No no, uh, We're past that now That's old news That's Coney 2012 at this point <laughs> <laughs> Fucking That's sort of Israel. like um, Yeah there's going to be what's the name Uh Black Friday sales on Ukrainian flags. They'll be like, it's all got to go. <laughs> Waxing, 80% off. Waving inflatable <laughs> tube, man. <laughs> but, you know, it's funny, man. Take us back to that conversation that we had at the beginning of this conflict. Um, we were saying which side is going to be the side that everyone chooses and the media chooses and stuff. Mm. It's gone even crazier than I thought it would. Mm. Like they're cancelling actors, movie roles and stuff, for not even speaking out in support of Palestine, but just going, I can't really, like, the, the chick from, have you watched uh, the most recent Scream movies? No. So there's, like, this hot sort of Latina chick and um, and a, who play, another chick who plays her sister in the movie who's, like, the it girl now. She's the, the girl from, um, I think she's, like, Wednesday Addams. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, like, the other chick, I think she's... Uh, Middle Eastern in, in some capacity and she put some thing up on her Instagram going, you know, like I'm just, it's interesting that I can't find any information on the Palestinian side. It seems to all be Israel on my, 
on all the media and they cancelled her fucking role in the movie. Jesus Christ. And then the other hot one was just like, yeah, I'm fucking out of this franchise. Yeah, right. Ride or die. Yeah, that's that's good. I like that. But it's probably a fucking marketing ploy and we're all sheep. No shit. It's um, it's pretty crazy. I was listening to Mike Baker on Joe Rogan, you know, the ex-CIA agent. Yeah. He's a plant, bro. Dude, industry plant. Hard. Hard. Eh? Hard. He was just like poo-pooing the whole, the whole thing uh, around Palestine and Israel. Look, I don't have a dog in the fight. I don't fucking know. But he was jockeying the Israeli side pretty hard and gave zero credibility to any of the, I suppose, conspiracy theories in inverted commas around the whole the whole thing. It just seemed to be too sus for him to give such a definitive answer one way or the other when it's clearly so complicated. Well, and that need, is a red flag. You need to think that, that when you have like former CIA, CIA agents and stuff on, they're company men. Like they, Till if you they worked die. for the CIA, you've been a horrible fucking human being. <laughs> for your, if, if you're alive now and that dude's what, probably pushing 60, late 50s, mm-hmm. So you came up through a whole, like, all the regimes and stuff that we've always talked about and stuff and have done, like, mass atrocities throughout the world, changing governments and all the shit with Gaddafi and all that. Like, there's no way that they're going to be like, oh, yeah, actually, American foreign policy is pretty bad. <laughs> they're just going to toe the line and they're just going to say what they believe, you know? Mm. Um, I was listening to Dave Smith earlier on Rogan and he's quite interesting and all that sort of geopolitical stuff and he's a bit of a comes across as a bit of a asshole at times but yeah he was kind of talking the other side of it and again like I just turned it off like I listened for a while but it's like oh man how much do I want to know about this conflict mm. like I mean I was reading a thing this morning that said my job's going to be completely obsolete in um yeah my job's going to be completely obsolete in two years Oh, that's good. That's the number one, apparently. Wow. Uh, the number one on the list was graphic designers. Yeah. So they're like, save your money and find something else to do. It's like, cool. Is meth still popular? Because I am <laughs> fucking going to start selling. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, there's a, there's a whole lot of stuff going on in the world. Did you listen to Dave Grush? Yeah. I found out that was quite an interesting one. I mean, he's... Again, the problem with David Grush is he's never going to say anything. He's never going to say anything new. And I've listened to the majority of his stuff since Congress. And um, yeah, he's not going to say anything new because he's very, he's very aware of the fact that he needs to go through the right channels and stuff. Mm. So it's just kind of rehashing the same old stuff. But it was quite an interesting interview into like who he is as a person and what he's been through and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty good that he... He did say that he was high-functioning autistic because it mm. answered a lot of questions. Because initially he seemed he seemed a little bit too comical to be believed. You know, like his mannerisms and like the way that he spoke and the way that um, his facial expressions were and stuff were very quirky and kind of cringy. Mm. And then when he was like, oh, yeah, I'm high-functioning mm. autistic, you're like, oh, that fully makes sense. That's That, that completely makes it, – it, it speaks for that that part of it, mm. but um, yeah, I feel bad for the guy. Did you listen to the whole thing? I did. I don't know. Again, I don't know. There's a couple of things that annoyed me about it. I think 
And one, I suppose you're right, though. He couldn't really say anything new, nothing that we haven't heard already. But I would have liked Joe to press him a little bit harder on the, the shit that we actually want to know, like aliens. Mm. Tell me more. Push harder. He, he, but they probably had a conversation around it before. I was like, look, I can't say anything else on this, this, and this. So Joe was probably well, like, well, the thing that I did like about it was that Joe pressed a couple of times on a couple of things, but I watched the entire Congress thing. <laughs> when it happened and he was kind of repeatedly asked the same questions and he goes, I can't yeah. discuss that. Um, if, if we can get a skiff, then we can. Mm, yeah. So he didn't just batter on on those same things. Joe was obviously well rehearsed on that stuff. So it's like point that you could have just sat there and just been like, so have you seen this? Who have seen this? Where are these? Da, da, da. I so still think that It gave he, a little bit of color to the whole thing. I think he might be a fucking plant as well, to be honest. Rogan? No, no. Well, maybe, but Grush. I just find it. I find it difficult to believe that you can whistleblow, quote unquote, on a issue as huge as that, and just one dude just out there just winging it. You know. Well, I mean, he's doing it through all of the right channels, and those channels were established. If they wanted those channels closed, they could close them. So what I'm saying is I think they might be letting him maybe go down a path. But I, but, I, but I don't know to what end. I think they've had to come out and be like, look, there is UFOs, unidentified or UAPs or whatever it is. And the question there is why? Because, like, uh, because why, I think that means yeah, because why the technology, timing? everyone's seeing them. Everyone's yeah. like... Yeah, look, I think just the dissemination, the way that information is being disseminated by these people is almost like... We're being preheated. Like we're being warmed up to the idea slowly, drip fed so that we can get accustomed to it. But why? Well, I think that you're assuming that they're very well organized. I, th I think that they're really not. I don't necessarily think it's organization. I, my, my conspiracy theory here is that they know something's happening. And then if it happens with us knowing absolutely nothing, it would be complete chaos. But if we were, if we were prepped, even a little bit to the fact that there might be something else out there that may have interest in coming here. Then when, if it ever did come to fruition, we have the ability to skill up quicker. I don't think that they're prepping us. My take on it is that there is a very, very, very limited number of people that have information on this and that have kind of been working on that reverse engineering stuff. And then it's gotten more and more and more isolated and now you have a bunch of people in Congress and a bunch of people in charge. And like, I don't even think presidents have been briefed on it and stuff like that. I think they've, I think, I don't think they could have briefed Trump on it because he was too much of a, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I think that it's now hit a point where it's like the, the majority of people in government are like, what the fuck is going on? And there's these like very old sort of cloak and dagger. It's, it probably comes down to like the deepest levels of, of government. I don't think there's like a, I don't think there's one of those new world order meetings going on where they're like, should we start to let them know about the aliens? <laughs> I don't think the world's very organized. I think it's very, very, very disorganized. Maybe. But you know what, man? At the end of the day, if we take one thing away from that interview, it is that without a doubt, the, there are aliens and we have some and we have their crafts. 
that's a real thing that has happened. Bro, we're welcome just, to the party. Just, welcome <laughs> to the party. Because I've been talking, to, I've been saying this to you since episode fucking 16, I swear to God. Remember, I, I was like, dude, they've confirmed it and they act this shit actually exists. And I'm still like, I'm still a little cautious on the alien side of it, but certainly the, I will 100% say that like UAPs, UFOs, fully real. We don't know what they are. <laughs> and it's crazy that we all just go to work every day. And we will continue to do so, dude. <laughs> Well, some of us will. You probably won't. You're yeah. going to be fucking homeless in two years. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah, God knows what is going to become of me, dude. I've got a... Um, <clears throat> I, was, I was on the fence as to whether to participate in life just prior to going to the UK. I was like, oh, I just had this big boom, like this big fucking hit of just like, I don't know, some form of a mental breakdown. And I was like, what is this shit? What am I doing? And that's why I went away and, you know, like I, I was making good money and stuff like that. And then I kind of just like lapped as a human being for a while, just like, eh, let's just see what's going on around here. And was just looking for some sort of divine inspiration. And then recently she got a little bit real like my interest the interest rate stuff went up and i was like twelve thousand dollars behind or something and i was like okay am i gonna am i gonna fucking do this like am i gonna go in and 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 fight my way out of debt because that i mean that happens in three months right Mm. and it's like am i gonna fight out of debt or am i just gonna fucking like take some alternate path and just be like, take the fucking house. I'll figure out some alternative way of living. Like these are, I I just couldn't get my mind into the idea of like the reality of the situation. Cause it was just like, I don't really care. And then about three or four weeks ago, I was like, all right, cool. Let's do this. I'll just, we'll, we'll fucking put, put the head down and really make it happen, which you can do, right? Like I, I can do. So I managed to just clear the debt and get back on the the horse and like, and now I'm fucking busting my ass. I'm on the, I'm, I'm churning on the wheel like everyone else. And I was like, what is the fucking, I'm now, I'm now looking forward down this line, which I think everyone is to some degree of going, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to have to save this much money because I don't know what's going to happen with my job and things like that. And it completely fucking puts you in a cone of going, oh, I can't exist or like pontificate about life too much because there's a war going on right in front of me. And that's like the motivation every morning is like waking up and being like, okay, well, can I make enough money to keep this fucking office open or can I make enough money to keep my house and shit like that? And it's kind of accepting this path that I'd never really wanted to accept. And now I'm on, I'm on that fucking train. Like it's like just purely fucking existing out of like financial necessity. If you feel like you've been there. Yeah, for sure. It's a shit fucking way to live, dude. Because I haven't lived there mentally. Mm-hmm. I haven't lived there mentally before. I've been through periods where like I need to get ahead and stuff, but I've had a pretty fortuitous life in like situations that I've created for myself. But now I'm like 41 and I'm like, 
okay, I'm just going to join the fucking rat race. Whereas before I was always like financial pressures and stuff keep you, keep your vision pointed downwards and looking at the floor and going, fuck, how do I manage what's going on here without looking up and going, okay, the, the world's a big place and the human experience is a big thing and how can we, how can I do bigger things and more interesting things and what sort of a life do I want? Because that's all up here. But looking down is just like, fuck, mm. like there's snakes around my fucking legs. You know what I mean? And I don't like it at all. <laughs> I've got past the rejection of it, which I've had that youthful rebellion of it for my whole life. But right now I'm just like, especially getting COVID as well. Mm. I was like, this all feels very, I don't know. I feel like the lemming. I feel you know like what, I'm, man? I think you need to, it's probably not the right thing to do, but I'm just going to live my life like, like it doesn't matter <laughs> because... I mean, look at, look at what's happening around the world. We could literally die tomorrow and then here we are worrying about fucking credit card interest. Well, that's what I, that's the way I've been Lived living. Previously, yeah. But I've just been sucked into this, this shit. I think there's a balance. You need to like not stress it, but you also need to be forward looking and being like, okay, cool. I know I've got this to deal with, but stressing about it and letting it consume you is not going to get it fixed. I still need to be, I need to be on this path for, yeah, I need to and be life pointed is still fun irrespective of the fact that I'm in the red. Well, I don't enjoy the fact that I got a sense of pride out of getting out of immediate debt. And I didn't do it myself. I like, I had a little bit of help from a friend. And then I got this weird artificial sense of pride out of getting out of it. And I was like, this is bullshit. That's a fucking lie. Because somewhere someone fucking pressed a button that made my repayments way fucking more. I wouldn't have had to worry about them at all because I was on the same path as always, just doing this and that. And then they're like, no, nah, that shit's doubled now or it's gone up fucking 45% or whatever. And then I fucking bust my ass juggling and fucking, you know, twirling fire to get out of it and then I'm like yeah congratulations you did that what artificial fucking bullshit am I living in <laughs> it's all the fucking lie yeah and it's like I don't think my fucking like perception of shit it definitely has never fit in with the the general line and that's not because I've been like some contrarian or anything like that but genuinely like mentally it's I've not been there and being there now, like recently, it's it's sad. It feels like the fucking start of the end. Mm, mm. It's yeah. kind of twofold for you as well, though, in the sense like you don't have any affinity to that house at all. Like you don't you don't like it. You don't really want to be there, and it's holding you underwater. And you still got to fucking keep bailing out the boat. <laughs> yeah, but it's only been doing that for six months. Yeah. Prior to that, I never even thought about it. It was what it was. The issue that I have is like, I don't want to be anywhere. Like I was looking on fucking realestate.com because I'm paying like 1050 a a week Mm. to live in my place now. And that's just mortgage, Mm. which is fucking insane. Mm. Um, And then, so I was like, all right, well, cool. I'll just get like a 750 a week rental, which is still nuts. So expensive, yeah. And I was looking this week and I was just like, I don't want to fucking live in any of these places (laughs) full stop you know like i don't want to fucking live in any of them and then it's like well maybe i'll sell my place and get another one it's like 
I don't care. And suddenly I'm like, okay, well, so I'm in some sort of apathetic mind state where I'm just like, you know, one of the seven dwarfs or seven, I don't know what they are now, but <laughs> I'm just fucking shoveling shit. I don't even saw that movie. I don't know what the fucking dwarfs did. <laughs> <laughs> I think one was sleepy, one was grumpy. I'm, I'm uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all, I'm all of, them. of them, yeah. <laughs> I'm the spectrum of dwarf emotion. <laughs> <laughs> little people. <laughs> Snow White and the Seven Little People could almost be a horror movie instead. Yeah, yeah. With that name. Snow White privilege. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever found yourself in a position where there is something extremely heavy to pick up and you do not have the physical attributes to be able to manage it? I have. I know Scott has. And if you find yourself in a similar predicament, you should reach out to Jackson Moore at Perth Fork Trucks. These boys have been servicing the Perth fork trucking industry for over a decade? Maybe more. I don't know. It's been a long time. We don't have that information. They are experts, though. You can guarantee that. The guys are currently running a promo up until December where you can enter for free to win yourself a forklift. Now... I'm personally thinking about entering just so I can drive it down Murray Street and move any idiot that doesn't know how to merge properly. If you're interested in winning your own very own fork truck, go to perthforktrucks.com.au. The link is going to be down in the description below or reach out to Jackson Moore. Hi, guys. Do you like (laughs) (laughs) T-shirts? Have you ever found yourself in a position where you needed a T-shirt and had nothing to wear? Well, Christmas is coming up. <laughs> Christmas is coming up. And if you, if your boyfriend is listening to this and you can hear it in the background, he would like a club good t-shirt or hoodie or tote bag. That would be like, man, my girlfriend definitely knows me. She listens. She listens attentively. She listens through the ring camera that she has installed in the house <laughs> and knows what I'm doing and what I'm listening to. Sounds Clubgoodpodcast.com. For all your Christmas needs, because if you start ordering soon, it's, it takes about two weeks for the stuff to get to you. So, so jump on it quick. Jump on it quick. Quick and smart. Use code Xmas for ten percent off at checkout. <gasps> Just decided that right Scott. now. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking Christmas, bro. It's Christmas. It's gone so fast this year. Like, what the fuck is going on? I'll tell you what the fuck's going on. We got ninety-one episodes, bro. 19. Of all the bullshit, Jesus. of all the bullshit and all the negativity and the shit that I am spouting, mm-hmm. I love you. Mm-hmm. I'm really fucking glad to be here because I was fucking one step away from the edge <laughs> when we started this. Hard. And I need to remind myself of that because uh, that shit was as dark as it gets. It was. So it's, it's good. And I think over the time as well, you've, you've come to a much fucking brighter place as well. So, For sure. I definitely have my moments, undoubtedly, as we all do. Um, you know, with this, you go through love and hate with it. And life, you go through love and a lot of hate with it. I still have a very, very strong disdain for all people in general. Mm. Full stop. <laughs> yeah, I think that's why we just have this little black table. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. This is our safe space here. It feels like Where it. I can be judgmental and cunty to everyone. But, yeah, just like living and walking on the street uh, every day, um, it takes a, its toll on my mental. Mm. <laughs> people are fucking dumb, man. They're so dumb. Fucking dumb. But I'm starting to find the funny in it. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the that's the that's the change, right? Yeah. Is where she can get to you, or you can just be like, Phew. yeah. It's like that Southland shit that I've been watching. That there's the the main sort of cop that they follow in it is uh, he trains new cops, and the guy says to him because it's just a shit show. It's it's South LA, so he's like, uh, and they're just street cops, and he goes, what? Have you got any advice on how to deal with this? And he goes, just treat it like a circus. Mm. And I was like, just laughing in my fever. I was like, <laughs> but I was like, that's what it is, dude. It's a, like life is a fucking circus. Like mm-hmm. the people that you love and the people that you care about and the people you can have real conversations with, keep them close and that's reality. And then the other shit is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's all bullshit. It's all just a fucking, it may as well just be a bunch of fucking clowns juggling. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like. Absolutely. Like yeah. I walked into the fucking store before. There's like 16 different types of vapes and there's just people queuing up at these stores, just holding them and going, I'll have the apple and raspberry one. And it's like, oh, we got this new one and stuff. And it's like, what? None of this existed before. <laughs> this is fucking strange. <laughs> I got a fucking virus that was manufactured. Yeah. Breathing it on everyone. Bro, yeah, well, look, that... You know the world's fucked when the American recruitment ads for the military... It, there was some commentary on Reddit around it. They've fully pivoted. It was once upon a time, like six months ago, chicks... And, you know, join the army and, you know, serve your country as chicks and black guys and fucking transgenders. Recently, all of the recruitment ads, all cis white men. Yeah. 100%. Well, it would make sense, right? Because they'd switch it around and just be like every... Okay, guys, we're actually in trouble. So we're going to need the uh, fucking men to come and do the job. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised. I think they're just going to probably offer more and more. Because I know that a lot of people can go to jail or the military. Like you get done for something in the States. Yeah. And they just go, all right, well, you're going to go into the fucking prison system or, you know, for like non-violent crimes or things like that. Which is kind of weird because you'd expect really violent crimes to be quite fitting. Yeah. And they just go, (laughs) go serve in the military. Yeah. So, you know, they've got a massive amount of fucking um, people people incarcerated. Mm. So who knows man Create the most gangster cholo army the world has ever seen yeah well that's what they had big problems with in the states just like dudes were going away now. and getting like <laughs> full on like um, navy seal training and then coming back and like running gangs <laughs> that's what's happened in mexico dude you heard about those like the new generation cartel and stuff yeah that's the sleeper dude that's mm. the thing where we we talk about all this other shit that's going on on the border in america like the the closest single piece of land to America, mm-hmm. Mexico, there is fucking cartels, which are literally, there was this, um, there was like the main, I think it was like the Cali cartel and like all the ones that you've seen the shows about. And then they hired Mexican military dudes to run their security. And they, so all those dudes were like, well, we're going to get paid way more by the, cartels than we are by the um government by the government so they all switched over they had all this american military training they all switched over and then after like two years they were like the zetas they were called yeah we could just do shit ourselves 
Yeah, so they just took over and they were the most brutal. Mm. And then it's like now there's a new generation cartel and like it's terrifying, dude. They have more money than God. Mm-hmm. And now they have drones. <laughs> and like it's only a matter of time before America deems them a terrorist organization and they can do ground strikes on them. Yeah. And then that's going to be a fucking shit show. Yep. Because all they need to do is just go, hmm? little more fentanyl in all the cocaine that's coming in mm-hmm. and suddenly you're going to have a shit ton of dead people in America, mm-hmm. a shit ton more. Like America seems, I wanted to go back and spend a lot of time there and maybe move there and stuff. And now I'm like, nope. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a pussy now. But. Bro, I watched uh, Andrew Callahan, All Gas, No Breaks, Channel mm-hmm. 5. He did a thing on San Fran. San Fran's crazy. Bro, I had to turn it off halfway through. It was so depressing, eh? So depressing. Dude, also, he's so fucking annoying. He is, man. He's like chasing the dude down yeah. that gets his car jacked. Like yeah. while he's chasing his car, he's like, how do you feel? Yeah. It's like, What's what happening? What are you fucking talking Duh. about? The car's being stolen, cunt. Yeah, that shit looks crazy, dude. Bro, chaining up ice cream. And it harks back to my old, old question, and I still haven't found an answer for it, is why do homeless and junkies drink so much milk? What's with the dairy? No it must just be, it. it must be a fucking like... A human trait yeah, or like something. comfort or something. I don't know. Well, I, I don't thought know. maybe there's there was milk. nutrients in it or something. Well, there must be. I mean, it's milk, right? Like you come out as a baby and you suck on the teat. You know, all animals generally do that. Just all mammals do. I don't know if so there's maybe much there's... in common between titty milk and Ben and Jerry's though, you know? <laughs> it's dairy. <laughs> <laughs> Just check that and make sure it's recording and it's all... I'll eat a titty milk chalk crumble though. <laughs> Speaking of um, breast, milk. breast milks, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> remember that Dave Chappelle bit with um, making the band where they had P. Diddy mm-hmm. and he was like, go down and get me some <laughs> Nigerian breast milk sort of. Did you see the... Um, wait, wait. We have a titty story, titty milk story. Um, I won't name who's, who it was, but uh, past guest of the podcast, in fact, Hosted a little afters at uh, at his house, and um, some random girl rolled up, <coughs> told everyone she um, she had a kid and was just being a complete menace. Whipped her titty out at the table and <laughs> squirted milk all the way across it. I know nothing. And, of and it. hit someone, this person, in the face <laughs> with titty milk. Is there a range on them like that? Dude, just popped one out. Like a super soaker, a clean jet across the didn't table. A, didn't a woman do that like to a police officer or something? Yeah, no, yeah. I vaguely remember that actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, squirted him with titty milk. Yeah, this hey, man. man got squirted through, uh, through a pie attack. at her in retaliation, in fact. Then they tried to kick her out of the house, locked all the doors because she was literally a psychopath. And um, like 20 minutes later, they found her on the roof. <laughs> oh, my God. She was not... Not a stable individual by all accounts. Yeah, I think if you are squirting titty milk at people, you've probably it's a pretty taken a, a poor turn pretty somewhere. Pretty cool defense mechanism, though. It's like it is. <laughs> I wonder if that, we, we know a lot of people that are like having kids and stuff now. I wonder if that's just like a fucking funny, cute thing that couples do. <laughs> you know, once, once they've got a kid, like the dude will just be like, cooking or so he'll be like cleaning up or something and the wife will be mad at him she'll be like fucking stop it can uh anyone uh confirm in the comments please let us know if you have 
been on the receiving end or have in fact squirted someone with titty milk because um, I'm intrigued. I um, have you been following the stuff with Keefy D and um, yeah, the Tupac, Tupac murder? Tupac, yes. Yeah. Did that just click? I heard something. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that unsolved thing that was on Netflix, mm. um, and it's all, it all comes from that Greg Cading guy, who was the guy that was the, the investigator for the Biggie murders actually, and then ended up with the Tupac stuff as well. I don't understand how KVD comes out. He's like, yeah, I shot him. Yeah. They offered me heaps of money to shoot him. Yeah. Pete Diddy offered me money and then pleads not guilty. Yeah. Well, he wasn't, he was in the car, but he's the only one. That's still alive. Yeah, it was right. in the car. So what happened was that he apparently it was the worst kept secret in LA. Like it's pretty dull. What happened was Tupac, um, this this guy Orlando Anderson took took one of the death row dudes chains. Um, they all went to the the fight in Vegas, the um, Tyson fight. They saw Orlando Anderson, the, the blood saw Orlando Anderson. Tupac ran up, punched him because they knew that he'd taken the chain. So it was kind of on site. He punched him, Suge Knight stomped him out. That was all caught on video, everyone's seen that. That's yep. why Suge Knight went to jail. Then later that night, they were going to an after party and what had happened is Orlando Anderson had just been like, I just got fucking punched by Tupac. He was a crip, Southside crip, and he's gone. Fuck that! Get it? Let's get a gun, and let's find him. So it was just retaliation for that fight. Mm. And um, Keefy D was, yeah, I don't think he was driving. He was, he was in the car though, and his cousin was Orlando Anderson. He shot him. He ended up getting killed in retaliation, like later, much later apparently. But. Keefy D got caught up on a PCP charge and was facing life in prison. And he got Greg Cading, that was the investigator. This is many years later. was like, look, we'll do a proffer agreement where if you tell us, like we know from the streets and stuff that you know what happened in the two-part case, you were somewhat involved. We just want to clear the case. So we're going to give you a proffer agreement where we'll make that PCP charge go away and we'll give you, they call a proffer agreement queen for a day. So they go, you can tell us everything and you can't be prosecuted for any of it in this room at this moment. It just means that we can clear cases. So they all agreed to it and he was like, sweet. So he just told the whole story. He's like, yeah, we just drove around looking for him. We'd given up. We were just going to go back to the hotel. And then we saw some girls screaming and we realized that Tupac was in, in the car, car mm. and they pulled up on him and they shot him and that was that. And then they said that um, P. Diddy had said to them that he'd pay a million dollars for his head, but they were like, that's not why we did it. It was just like they tried to collect the money afterwards. Mm. So P. Diddy's could be fucked. He's been getting rinsed at the moment. Yeah, he could be really fucked. But what happened was that that Keefy D dude, that Greg Cading ended up leaving the force and coming out with a, a book and all that sort of stuff. And he'd recorded that proffer agreement deal. And that had been like on the internet for ages. Because I remember hearing it and just being like, how is no one, like, how's this dude not been arrested for this? 
Keefe D ended up coming out and writing a book where he outlines this whole thing and then he goes on Vlad TV and does this like massive interview. This is four years ago, I think, and he explains the whole thing. And um, eventually the the police are just like, yeah, well, that proffer agreement only existed within that room on that day. You've said all of this now. So now you're under arrest for the murder because if you were in the car during the the act, you're culpable. Yeah. And you're you're not just accomplice, you're equally to charge. Yeah. And he's the only one left alive. So he's done. Rip. But they reckon that um, they're trying to decide whether or not to prosecute P. Diddy. But P. P. Diddy will be fine because he's got so much money. Yeah, that's... Look at the OJ. If the glove don't fit, you must have quit. That's the thing. I think, um, yeah, cancellations Mm. don't work if you're a fucking billionaire. That's it. Can't stop, won't stop. But, but, Uh but, nice reference. Um, He is under fire at the moment with that Cassie chick for being like a fucking sex predator. What did he do? I, I'm not like up to speed on it. I just Cassie know was one of my, Cassie was like my number one oh, for man. a while. I know that there is some shit going on. Uh, 50 Cent was talking about it where like Diddy. 50 Cent rules, dude. Yeah. He's such a troll to everyone. I think so, Diddy yeah. was like making her have sex with other dudes and he was like filming it and shit. And like it was just, she was like young and he was sort of being a predator and just being a fucking seedy cunt doing dodgy shit and like all these old clips of him and her together are coming out of the woodwork now and with the new lens of context that we have across the relationship it makes him seem super super creepy dude imagine if a if a fucking microscopic lens was put across every relationship you've had and then just put out on the internet for people to like look into more and more you'd just be like I'm fucking dumb. Shoot me. Like contextually, I'm everyone's dumb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Freedom of information. Have you seen um I'd never heard of this dude, but Josh Giddy? Australian kid that plays in the yeah, NBA. Yeah, I saw it yesterday. Oh my god. He is uh kooked it. Hard. So hard. Yeah, they say she's like fifteen or something. Yeah. That That's seems to be crazy. what it is. And the, the TikToks and stuff are crazy. I've seen them. Because he's crazy. like, oh yeah, it was um, he's like talking to her younger brother. Yeah. On like FaceTime How or TikTok. How fucking stupid are you, bruh? And then she's like going, yeah, I just fucked him. And it's like, oh my God. Idiot. But I saw he got interviewed today or like a press conference mm. and they haven't dropped him. Okay. And they asked him about it and he's like, he looks like he's about 19 years old. Yeah, he looks so young. I think he's 21. Yeah. And he's like. Yeah, look, I know you want to talk about that, but I've got nothing to say about it. So I think if there was more to this, like I think if it was fully legit, they would have gone. I'm pretty sure age of consent, and it's fucked when you got to talk about age of consent in any situation, but I think it's like 16 or something where it was. Oklahoma? Oh, I know that's where he plays. Yeah, wherever it was, I think it was technically legal as long as she was in fact 16 and not 15 as first assumed. Yeah. Either way, it's fucking really stupid. And then, I mean, if it's 16, it's 16 here. And if he's 21 and she's 16, it's not great, but it's not the fucking think, worst thing I in the world. I think if you're 16, you have to be, the other person has to be 16 as well. I don't think you can be like 16 and 21. Is that here as well? I think, I think that's what I'm referencing here in particular. I don't know about So it becomes there. statutory otherwise? Yeah, yeah. Because if you were like not, ah, oh yeah, it's not good. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not. 
I'm thinking about this as I'm saying it. It's not good. Like it's if it's, you have to do maths, no, do it. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, I dated Kate for seven years, and I was seven years older than her. But we started dating when she was twenty six, yeah. I think. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, it's, it's those. It's, I mean, that's too- that's not an uncommon thing. It is weird though, like just to ruin. I mean, you just you wouldn't even fucking touch it. Like that kid's a millionaire. I know. Fucking. He's playing in the NBA. It's like, dude. It's a wild world out there. The pussy is dangerous. I saw uh, on the news yesterday, three OnlyFans creators, chicks, have gone over to the Gold Coast with the intent to just bang virgin 18-year-olds and put it on the internet. <laughs> or to bang dudes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Imagine God. if the fucking roles were reversed on that one. No joke. The internet is a cesspool, dude. Have you seen like all of those podcasts now where there's like four dudes and like nine girls and they just completely just batter them about being sluts? (laughs) And these dudes are just like, it's so obvious that these dudes would do anything to hook up with these girls. It's like the red pill shit. Yeah, but they're all there going, yeah, your body counts more than five. So like no one's ever going to want you. It's like, it's... It's hard to watch. Like, I've seen highlights of it. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? I saw one. She was like 21. She'd fucked like 300 dudes. And they yeah. brought her dad on. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing, guys? It's so weird, man, because it just feels like this is the, this is the swing back on, like, people being so sexually open. Is like that now that new generation is, like, ultra conservative in some way. Yeah. And like super chauvinistic in the sense, maybe not even chauvinistic, but I mean, when I was growing up, dude, there was like some dudes that I knew that would just try and make out with girls and then they, the girls wouldn't make out and they'd be like slut. (laughs) It was like, dude, that's kind of the opposite, opposite. right? (laughs) But that was a thing that dudes realized the kind of work for them. Mm. And you were like, it kind of reminds me of that, but in an internet, on, on an internet level. And then you got streamers, like they, these really weird little incel dudes that are now kind of like hooking up with porn stars. Yeah. It's, dude, the world is so fucking strange, man. Bro, talking about fucking strange worlds, I saw an article in the West uh, late last month and I took a, I took a note to bring it up because uh, we just haven't, haven't had done this, so I hadn't been out a chance. But the headline reads, Animals Australia co-founder makes strange claims about having sex with animals. <laughs> the piece titled, Zoophilia is Morally Permissible. Okay. And he's like sharing it. And he said, um, the quote from the article was, uh, Mr. Singer told his followers to consider if they would rather an animal that sometimes has sexual contact with a human or sent off for slaughter. Imagine that you, this is a direct quote. <laughs> Imagine that you're an animal locked up all of your life in a factory farm stall, too narrow for you to even turn around, let alone walk a single step so that you have nothing to do all day except stand, da- stand up and lie down on a floor consisting of bare metal slats, he wrote. He's basically said that if you fuck your dog occasionally, it's better than the other. It's better than your dog being a factory farm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's fucking crazy, dude. That's what sort of logic is that? 
I'm... It's like, well, if look, if we're going to slaughter them, we might as well be able to fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what he, an um, insane take. When asked whether he supported the article, he said, that being the case is... Oh, no. They asked, is that being the case, is it your official position that eating animals is not okay, but having sex with them is? <laughs> and he was just basically like, yeah. <laughs> God. What a stupid way to end your career. Um, oh, yeah, okay. So the rest of that quote that I was talking about, bare, bare metal slats, blah, 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 um, millions of pigs in the US dying, he's like, he continued, now imagine that you're an animal living with a person who cares for you and loves you in all the ways that most people love their companion animals. But in addition, this person sometimes has sexual contact with you, making sure that the contact does not hurt you and leaving you free to move away if you don't like it. You live out your natural lifespan like this, and when you get old and terminally ill or in distress, this person cares for you, full of sadness, takes you gently to a veterinarian who puts you to sleep. Which animal would you rather be? What an absurd thing to put against each other. (laughs) Like as if they're the only two options. (laughs) We either eat them or we fuck them. (laughs) Yeah, that gets super sketchy, man. That's so fucking gross. It'll just be like, yeah, it's, it's... This is the founder of Animals Australia. Yeah, but what's Animals Australia? You ever heard yeah. of it before? It's like, there's two words we're familiar with. Yeah. It's like, we could probably start a fucking thing today. It's just a weird-ass thing to say. Like, the logic to think of that and then, like, discuss that. And then the media to be like, hey, retard, did you... Did, <laughs> is this what you said? Like, this, is this what you really mean? And him to go, yep. <laughs> yeah, checked out. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. What an insane take. Animals are being slaughtered every single day and I have sex with one animal. <laughs> and I'm a fucking zoophilist. <laughs> and when they get to old age, I will put them down gracefully. Yes, lovingly. <laughs> Sensually. <laughs> Maybe he fucks him to death. I don't know. <laughs> what a fucking insane take, dude. That's wild. That is absolutely wild. I don't, it just feels like the, the most extreme thing and the most shocking thing just like rises to the surface right now. And it's just like, look at this, look at this crazy shit that's going on. It's like, is there, there's not that much craziness going on like within your immediate vicinity, yeah, right? Yeah, it's pretty non-crazy to be honest. Yeah, but it just looks like if you look like outwards, it's like, oh my God, mm-hmm. the world is completely fucking insane. Mm-hmm. Who knows, man? Who knows where it's all going to go? I do know that there is um, a lot more grey area between factory farming and having sex with animals, though. That's, that's that seems to be a a very, very, very fucking opposite side of the spectrum. So, although you mentioned like wild shit not really happening so close, but my boys were involved in a looting prevention the other day. Oh, really? At the Wembley Downs bottle shop. They were in there. Oh, the Cambridge Street one? No, Huntress Road. Oh, yeah, yeah. They were uh, in there procuring some sweet ales. It was about six o'clock on a Friday night. And four guys run in, masked, ducked through the aisles, grabbed a whole bunch of bottles and tried to leg it. Two managed to kind of get past because they saw the guys blocking the door and went the other way. But two didn't notice and just ran straight into my two mates and... One of them we call the fridge. He's not someone that you would probably want to fuck with. He's a big unit. 
And he's very one, at home in a bottle shop. <laughs> yeah. The other one is, um, it's probably slightly sadistic. He was in the army reserves and hunts and um, if he had a knife, he probably would have killed one of them. <laughs> that Seems like I, a harsh, a no, harsh lesson no, to learn. No, he's actually lovely. They, but they grabbed these two guys and just held them um, until like police came. But apparently some fucking ocker, yobbo, tradie cock comes in with fucking stubbies and thongs and shit and just like was just being a total fucking piece of shit. Like, oh, you know, if you fucking try to get past me, can't I fucking knock yous out? You know, just being like a full mm. hero when they're already detained. Yeah, because the guy that talks about it is the guy that does exactly. it always. Exactly. But I was like, boys, fuck, you gotta watch out. Imagine if those little fuckers were packing knives or something. Yeah, I suppose you just play it by case by case. You know, I, I was involved in something like that when I was younger. I was standing in a bottle shop near my house and um, I was underage, actually. I was trying to buy alcohol and it was back in the days of like, if you kind of looked the part, they wouldn't ask. Mm-hmm. It was amazing how easy it was to buy alcohol when I was younger. Oh, yeah. You know, I had a baby face, but yeah. I was six foot six. <laughs> and um, yeah, I was queuing behind this couple and they were, God knows how old they would have been. They were older than me, but they looked like a, just a legitimate man and woman in a suburban fucking bottle of And they'd bought like five, about five bottles of alcohol, like um, spirits and wine and whatnot. And then gone to the counter and the person had put all of the alcohol into a box and they were deciding which packet of crisps to get. So the dude was like, oh, which ones do you want? And they were kind of like back and forth on that. And then they chose them and the dude put that in the bag and he was like about to ring it up. And the guy goes, oh, actually go get a pack of cigarettes as well. And he went to order cigarettes. I was standing behind them and the guy turned around to like get the cigarettes and they just walked out with the box straight into the car and took off. Wow. And it was so funny because they, they weren't like, they didn't run. It yeah. wasn't like a crazy break. They were just like super calm, walked off. And the dude was just standing there looking at me. I was like, it's a good few hundred dollars of alcohol. Yeah. The thing, respect. That, the thing that I thought about though, and bear in mind, this is, um, these assumptions are not at all based in fact. They are purely assumptions. But I would assume that if you're going to don a mask and essentially burglarize a bottle shop for how many bottles do you think you could carry at a pinch? You're 16 though. It's just like we're going to a party. Do you want booze or not? Yeah, oh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not discounting the fact that they obviously put no thought into it. Because also, why would you rob a bottle at the exact time that it's probably most likely full of cunt tradies who have just finished work in the bleeding sun all day? I'm surprised people stop them because you'd just be like, "Yeah, I'm not getting involved over yeah. a bottle of Jim Beam." Like, True. but I suppose my point is going to be, you might be able to get out with 180 bucks worth of liquor. You're going to get, if you get pinched by the 5-0, you're in the same amount of trouble as if you try to rob Rosendorf's in the city and pinched a bunch of diamonds. So why nah, it's got to so be a There's got to be a financial thing to the term. It's not I just... Do, I don't know if there is. And uh, that's, well, they've I'm got a, grand I'm theft, right? And grand theft is over a thousand, I believe. I don't know if we have grand theft. Yeah, I and I don't an American know. thing. <laughs> I don't know either. But I think at the same time, it's just one of those things like... 
if we were sitting here now and you had a story where you had like swiped a couple of bottles and like run into a bottle shop, we would be laughing about that from when you were 16 years old. You know what I mean? And now we're like, those are the last holes. It's like, fuck it, dude. Get yours. Like, go for it. I'm just thinking, just be smarter about it. Yeah. Choose There's your not time, a lot of boys. It seems to be the, um, the fence jumper mentality to shoplifting. Yeah. Like, I remember fence jumping. The- Two might get away, but. To get in. Yeah, the people united can never be defeated. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. I remember when I was younger, we used to intelligently get into music festivals. So, like, we'd walk yeah, up and say that we were working there. Yeah. yeah, bring a Stuff ladder. like that. And then um, I remember going, because all the security that worked at the festivals were the same security that worked for us for the nightclubs. Mm-hmm. And I remember rocking up to a festival in Joondalup and um, where Travis Scott was playing and the dude the security guard was like showing me on his phone. He goes, man, look at what we're dealing with. And he's showing me like this video of, you know, a hundred kids that are all just moving as a pack. And as he's showing me on his phone, he just goes, oh, they're there. And it was about 400 kids, dude. And they were literally, there was a dust cloud around them. It looked mm. like a fucking um, Mongols or something. You know what I mean? Like the scene out of World War Z when they're all climbing yeah, on yeah. top of each other. And that's all they do. They just walk into a fence. Yeah. Until eventually, and just push, and it's like you can't stop them. Mm. Like you might get a couple of them, but even then, like, what are you going to do? They're not going to be in trouble for everyone. That's right. You just kick them out. Yeah, exactly. But those kids, yeah, I remember when I was watching Travis Scott, I saw them breach the fences at the top of um, the arena and come down behind the uh, behind the stage while Travis Scott was playing. And this, I don't know what the security guard or the stage manager or whoever it was was thinking, but you just lost it and you could just see a forklift just driving towards the <laughs> slowest chase with ever. the fence on it, you know, like, yeah, meep, meep. It's like, dude, what, what's the win here? That's a really good time to spruik our sponsors, Perth Fork Trucks. Perth Fork Trucks. <laughs> <laughs> Jackson Moore, PerthForkTrucks.com. Um, I had something in my brain just now and it was fucking awesome and uh, it's fully escaped me. Oh, yeah, a couple of things. One, I wonder if you could use like at festivals like a really high-pressure hose, like a fire, a fire engine hose, and then just like mow them down as they were trying to get through. I think everyone's just so scared of being sued now. Yeah, that's yeah. you can't really do anything. Yeah, and I think you'll just see less and less things happening, less and less festivals, less and less. Just throw water bombs that have stained dye in them and then after they've all got in, just rinse everyone who's stained pink. I can just dig moats. Moats, that's a good one. Let's <laughs> take it back to the medieval. Moats would be good. Chuck yeah. a couple of alligators in there. Fuck or- yeah. I like that idea. Get medieval. Fucking drawbridge and shit. Um, I was training today mm-hmm. and um, I had to call triple zero. First time I've ever had to do it in my life. Man's uh, fully dislocated his arm. Like at the elbow. It Does was, that require triple zero? Um, I thought that would just be a drive your friend to hospital sort of scenario. Yeah. No, the way he was, he was, uh, he was in a lot of pain and um, couldn't really move. I actually thought he'd snapped his arm. It wasn't dislocated. I thought yeah. he'd broken it. It looks pretty horrific when it's... I've seen it in basketball a few times. Yeah. It's like the arm was not where it was meant to be. Yeah. And you get the thing... Well, he had it up like this. So you could see like where it's usually flat here. It was like over here. Yeah. And I was like, that's not how that's meant to look. He was... He's probably 
my weight, a little bit heavier than me, but he was wrestling with a dude who's like a buck and just fell uh, weird, like got snapped down and fell on his arm and just, just must have landed like that and it's just... Oh, dude, the sound. Did, did the dude I that was rolling it. with him jump off? Yeah, immediately. Oh, man. Yeah, and the guy who did it, it's like so lovely. Um, totally not his fault. It's just fucking shit happens. The human sport. reaction to that shit's crazy. Yeah, he was, he was, he was Devo. Um, and it's a shame because the guy, it happened to really, really good at jiu-jitsu. He moved away and he hadn't been back to the gym for ages and it was like his first time coming back. Um, he'd like spent the day up in Perth and fucking that happened to him. So Where uh, do you sit with that sort of stuff? Like, because it, it's, it can just happen, right? Like, I mean, I, cause I used to play so much basketball, loved it, obviously was playing all the time. And I had a similar one where I was just like spinning through the key. My foot stayed like it kind of, my foot kind of caught, you know, the, the squeak when you've got basketball mm-hmm. shoes on and I was spinning and my body just kept spinning and you heard like, mm. and I was just swimming off the court, like kind of half laughing, completely out of breath. Mm. And people were like the reaction, people just sit down and I was mm. just like, because oh. it's such a horrible thing to happen. Mm. But then it was like, I can't, I can't fucking do this anymore. Mm. Because if I, you know, that's a year and you get fat and you fucking have to be on drugs and you surgery, it's just an absolute shit show. It's like recovering from those sorts of injuries is a nightmare. And I think I was already in my fucking mid thirties when I did the final one. And then it was like, as much as I love basketball, it was like that, that could just happen. Especially with me, it was just, I got a family of knee problems, you know, like my sister, my brother, my dad, everyone done their knees. So we obviously have depleted fucking knees Mm. across the board, but it's like we've, jiu-jitsu and stuff like that i know it's a sport where people do get injured a lot and it's like if that sort of injury happened and it was like all right say you blew your knee out like touch wood do you think you'd go back yeah yeah i think uh i think for sure even though it's a it's it's very much as much as you're you you get a lot out of it it's not a you're doing it more for the camaraderie and the, the self-building and working towards something as opposed to it being like a career or something for you. Yeah, I, I would probably say for me it's less it's less like a hobby and more like kind of a lifestyle now. Like it's a like, voca- is it vocation? Vocation's a job. Okay. Um, but just more of a lifestyle. It's like that's that's what I do and you're right, it's about like... And that's what fucked me about basketball. School. Yeah, because it's the Because it, when, it, when it got taken away... Because I played three nights a week and I played pickup on Saturdays. And that, like, you wouldn't see any of your jujitsu friends if you weren't doing jujitsu. Yeah. You take that for granted. It's mm. like people that, I mean, you play golf as well, but that's what a lot of people play golf and that's they've got their golf friends. Mm-hmm. I noticed when I stopped playing basketball, that whole group of friends, and it didn't change how I felt for them, but it was like, I'm not going to go and sit on the sidelines and watch them play. Yeah. Um, you just, that's your watering hole that you fucking hang out with all the other rhinoceroses at you know what mm. i mean like it's like that's not there anymore mm. and i never replaced that with anything and that's been a something strange for me because now i'll go to the gym probably where i would have played basketball before but it's just like a very insular solo thing yeah um so yeah i was always wondering that about jujitsu because you can just have 
I mean, the major injuries like that. I mean, I have been injured a lot already, like sprains and ligaments and but nothing that's like a year. Uh, yeah, no, not not like not no breaks or anything like that. But um, to be honest, some of them are probably worse because they never fucking heal. Yeah, like I've got a foot that's still swollen from fucking a year and a half ago, and Gustavo fucking executed a perfect double leg takedown on me and my own fucking foot got stuck in his gi pants and just fucking ripped oh, it's, it's so still bad. swollen like I, I have to tie up one shoe less tight than the other like that's just fucking and my fingers are all cooked but it's just it's just part of it i think i think i'm more cognizant now of not being injured and i think the better you get at jiu-jitsu the more um i suppose skilled you are at being able to minimize the potential for injury yeah, but also not, on that same scale, the older you get, the more prone you are to injury. So it's like it's kind they of may just kind out. of balance yeah, out all the way up. Sure. But there's going to be a tipping point. For sure. Uh, it's like that. It's like anything, you know, there's always an inherent risk. And and I think you just – yeah, I'm actively cognizant of it. I'm actively trying to minimize it. Yeah. Like I, don't, I don't wrestle, for example, because I'm fucking 38 and these dudes are younger and stronger than me. I play guard because – that's, it's a safer route for me. I'm not there to win a fucking ADCC gold medal. I'm yeah. there to enjoy jiu-jitsu, learn, get fit, and hang out with my friends. I don't need to prove anything by fucking being a wrestler. Yeah, I suppose it's kind of knowing your place within that, right? Yeah. It's like not pushing yourself to that level. Sometimes it gets gets away from you, though, you know, because you feel the the pressure. You want to, like, be, be aggressive and you want to be that guy. Well, that's the thing that was with me, with basketball. Because, I mean, I did my knee playing soccer when I was 23. And then that was – I just didn't take it seriously because it was first injury and I was just a, a kid. And then I played on like a fuck knee for like a year and it just – it would pop out during games and mm. I would just be like, fuck, sit on the sideline, walk it off, come back. And then when it really, really went, that was pretty crazy. But then I did it again – about six years later. And every time it's just like, it comes out of absolutely nowhere. It's not like you get a sore mm, knee, mm. but it's like, there's a deficiency there. And then when you're coming back, if you don't do the rehab properly, which no one really does, if they're not professional, one leg is like overcompensating and then you end up out of balance and then the other one goes. I mean, it even happens in professional sport. That's what happened to Derek Rose. Mm. So then I think I did three knee recons over the space of like 12 years. And I was like, it's not uh, and I can't fucking do this anymore. Mm. And it's like, there's nothing, the way that I equated it was like, that's just the way that it's going to be. And the problem that I had was, it was a year. It was the fucking drugs were really bad. Not being able to walk upstairs. Like I had an office in the city. Mm. I didn't go to for three months because mm. I couldn't get up downstairs. Mm-hmm. Well, you could, but it was just such a huge pain in the ass. Can't swim in summer. Like you fucking... It's it's a it's a horrible situation. I think if I was to get injured now, though, I would fully go just take three months off work, go to Mexico, and then just go park up in one of those stem cell fucking joints and just get bombarded with everything. Yeah, that's not a bad way to do it, mate. I wish I had like the money to be able to send my dad to go there because I reckon they'd fix his fucking back. You know, um, it's available, isn't it? Something yeah, that can happen. We're I'll- not. We don't. We don't get to take advantage of it here. You know, I looked into the um, – because I'm really worried about this. Like the fatigue thing scares the shit out of me with this COVID stuff because it's the worst. The worst. Like, I can't go to the gym. I can't 
go for a fucking run or walk or anything right now, which is fair. I mean, I've just, I'm literally coming out of it, the fog of COVID right now, but that idea of that like long COVID is quite mm, scary. Mm. So I went online yesterday and I was like, I'll get one of those IV packs of like, um, I think they're called cabs. Let me just find out what it was called. Well, like IV that you put into your own vein. Oh, you get a nurse to come around. Oh, okay. Um, dun, 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 dun. It is called NAC. Okay. And like it's like a, a big immunity pack and booster and stuff. Um, and you know those, there's those companies now which will come around if you're hungover and give you an IV and stuff. Yeah. It's insane. I spoke to them on, I spoke to their like chat bot or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah, you know, like I want to get something so I can really get back on my feet and feel normal again pretty quickly. Like $700 for one. That's crazy. And they're like, yeah, you need to do about four of them over the space of two months. I was like, that's fucking insane. Yeah, three grand. Thanks for coming. Yeah, who's... Who the fuck's ever going to do that? No. No one. And their bot didn't respond to my <laughs> call of insanity. Are you a dumb cunt? But yeah, I mean, that stuff's obviously, it's available to some degree. But when you, you know, like when you do have something like whether it's an injury or the COVID thing and whatnot, it's like just that your general, general lifestyle being taken away from you, like being like, I'm... I can't do shit because I need to, my body's just wanting to sleep all the time or whatever it is. It's a, it's a genuinely really fucking confronting and horrible feeling about like what it would be like to be really, really yeah. old. Yeah, true. Where you're just like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. I can't do that. It's like, uh, cause I'm been, you know, like I said, working on myself and fucking trying to be fit. I don't know. Ne- I'll show you a photo. I've nearly got a six pack. Hey, I actually have like, there is go. things there. And I was like, we're super proud of it. And now I'm like fucking Mr. Burns on the couch. <laughs> you know I mean? Fortunately, I've not been like, I haven't been eating shitty food or anything like that. I've just yeah. been kind of rolling. But I think it's, it's easy to lose perspective though. Cause I mean, you're fucking 41. It's taking you this long to get to this point. You've had now a week or two of setback. It's not the end of the world. You're fucking six months in front of where you were six months before that yeah so let's just work on what the next step is yeah you gotta fight that yeah the doldrums the the the, the, it's friday fuck it meme of the dude throwing everything in there it's just like fuck it well fuck everything (laughs) then mate i took two weeks off was sick one week i was injured the week before took two weeks off just to kind of recoup and sitting at my desk, literally wanting to throw myself out the window. Yeah, I, I remember when you couldn't train and you were so, – it, it fucks with your mental yeah, health. Yeah, my right? dad called me and I talked to my dad like probably once every two days. Yeah. And I was like – I fucking even couldn't be fucked talking to my dad. I was like just in a shit mood for no reason. And I had to stop myself and be like, dude, why are you fucking so angry? And I was like, oh, yeah, that's why. Yeah, there's a balance that you need to maintain, I think. And I think that the thing is that I've not been doing that big Hail Marys lately. Like I've been like really doing things that are like sequential towards a better life. Yeah, incremental. And I'm like, (coughs) so it's a little bit easier to be like, okay, this is a little, you know, it's a stall. It's a little bit of a setback. It's Mm. not like. 
it's not the end of the world. Yeah, but it, there is definitely that mentality of just going, oh, man, like, we can't fucking win. And as men, we obviously believe that when we're sick, we're probably going to be sick forever now. That's certainly how I feel. Because it feels like, you know, I was fine last week and now I'm <laughs> crippled. It was all good about a week ago. I did not um, respect the ability to breathe nearly as much as I should. That was the weirdest thing about this thing. It was like this. I didn't have any respiratory problems. Eh? Mm. I've got like a bit of a, <coughs> like a, a bit of phlegm. Mm. I did have a blocked nose, but not a runny nose. Okay. Um, but it was the fever, dude. The fever was crazy. Like it's, it's really like a psychedelic experience. Eh? Mm. It was very, very, very unpleasant. And you're just like freezing and then boiling and you're sweating and you're just like, oh. Sounds fun. And you're trying to figure out like, have I eaten or have I drank enough or what, like what's going on? Really not fun, man. I wouldn't wish it upon anyone. And I know most people listening to this being like, yeah, man. Uh, we know. Yeah, done that. We know. <laughs> it's like you have not experienced what I experienced. <laughs> you My little man, man flu post the other day got some fucking... <laughs> Bit of traction. Got some fire back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although I did put that one out saying that this, uh, the kudos to the scientists that developed this bioweapon. Yeah. <laughs> and no one was like, eh, actually, <laughs> everyone was like, yeah. True. I too have tasted the rainbow of uh, <laughs> the CDC or whatever it was. Well, Scott, how do you feel about that? Yeah, back. It's good to be back. Two weeks. Good to be back. I missed it. Did you miss it? No. No? I did. I missed it. I was like, it's the longest we've been without doing one, I except think, for I when think, I was away. I think we might have missed a, a two-weeker before, but, but that was yeah, only when I was away. Time. We've yeah. been so consistent, which is great. And we really did try. Um, we really did try to do a makeup one. We did. But I was just we not. We were prepared. Like, <laughs> um, but it didn't. It I was didn't not available happen. to do such things. Um. But yeah, 91. It's good just to give them a little bit of scarcity too, you know? It's like... True. People do get very... People do get very used to having like a part of their... Part of their routine somewhat, you know? Yeah, I had a good conversation with someone at uh, Sea Paradiso the other night um, who told me how much he values the pod and um, how it brings him a little bit of joy on a Monday, so... That's crazy, man. That's really good. It was nice to hear. Um, He said, don't stop, so... We, sh- we shan't for the time being, Don't but stop, baby. hey man, 91, fucking nine more to go to the hunge. I know. I've never, You know what? When we started, like when we were about three or four, even six months in, I started recognizing like people would come up to me and be like, oh dude, I love to listen to the pod and stuff. I mean, it just doesn't, never happens anymore. Mm. And I was like, oh, people, not, like we are getting more people listening and stuff. Mm. But I was like, um, I don't know. It's, I, I kind of I, like... I definitely do enjoy doing it, so Yeah. Onward yeah. and upward. I think I do too, really, at the crux of it. Fighting all the way. That's it. I got plans. I got plans to get some uh big guests and stuff like that. But Interesting. Yeah, I've just gotta put them into motion. I've got some notes, I've got some outline stuff written down, so because I think if we do yeah, after the hundred, it'd be good to like boom you know, lift it in the sense of terms of guests and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, a few little repeat guests would be nice as well, I think. Yeah, yep. Some people that we've had on prior. 100%. I think just just having chats, really, even if people have been on before, get them in for another fucking yarn, 
just breaks up the day, something might happen. Who knows? I was thinking actually when I first when I first noticed that I had the uh, the Wuhan flu, mm. I was like, man, I said training too many times last. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's what you get. This all seems to tie in. They they all seem to tie into each other. Karma, baby. (laughs) That's what you get for being a horrible person. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. Um, And we're glad to be back. And we hope that you missed us. Comment, Um, like, subscribe. Peace. Lovegoodpodcast.com. Lovegoodpodcast.com. Lovegoodpodcast.com.